Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Fezzik Focus Podcast here on RJ Bell's Dream Preview Network. Thank you for joining us, and I would ask you, do us a favor while you're here. Subscribe. Just hit subscribe for us. Uh, we had a hiccup in our—I shouldn't say we. Apple, Spotify had hiccups, and some people got their feed misdirected to a comedy feed. And you might be saying, well, I didn't follow this. You didn't. You followed RJ Bell's Dream Preview. If, if you're not still following it, go back and follow it again, and we'll be here for you damn near every day. We're here doing something. Uh, today, we are doing the Focus Podcast. I am AJ Hoffman, your jovial host. Uh, joining me is the only two-time Super Contest champion and the namesake of this podcast, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Hello, Steve. Pool season is upon us in Las Vegas. Oh, is it? And also with us is my co-host from Straight Out of Vegas AM, Monday through Friday. Follow Straight Out of Vegas AM while you're on that podcast player. Do us a favor, subscribe to that. Maybe even leave a friendly review saying, man, AJ and Scott are really knowledgeable and AJ's really handsome. And, you know, five-star it up. Uh, Scott, how are you, my friend? You can clearly tell that I'm in pool shape. I'm ready for pool season. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I even shaved the chest this week to get ready for pool season. Who doesn't? Yes. Who it's, it's doesn't? A, it's a must. It shocks me that more guys don't do that. You know, it's like it, it's like Hulk Hogan, man. Looks good. Do you, uh, do you do your own? I don't understand the question. Do you shave your own chest? I go, yeah. I just take my little nose hair trimmer. And uh-huh. I just go like I'm in the shower. I go, what, do you, do and then you I'll take, a... the, and then I'll do like a, I'll take the razor after I. Ooh, like, don't trimmed. do the razor. Uh, but but after I've trimmed, it works. It works it, like uh, so. I so I trim uh, with the manscape thingy. Ra- razors get your bumps. I didn't, but but, but I but but like if I try to, if I try to yeah. shave like like real hair, I, I would never use a razor. But just to, just to get like that last little thing off because because my thing doesn't. Go close enough. Yeah, you buzz buzz it down. I buzz it down and then I razor down. it. Yeah, no, don't do it. Ra- razors how you get bumps. Do you guys no, look, deal look, with uh, look, with, tra- with no trap bumps, hair? Look, look, right. no bumps. All right, I, and, I, and I take I don't like the hair under the arms either. Maybe I don't know if well, I'm that's gonna... natural. You can't. Yeah, you, you shouldn't get rid of that. Too late. I'm a, I do too. What are you a swimmer? I might be effeminate. I don't I, know. I did it. When, I don't know. When I was fighting, I did it because, or even like doing jujitsu because like yeah, the yeah, worst thing that can happen is somebody gets some armpit hair caught in their in your fingers and it's like. That's a bad day. So I and out of habit, I still do it. In the movie uh, Meatballs, though, they one of the camp, but not with a razor. One of the camp you. kids won the wrestling match because his pit stunk so bad that he like literally <laughs> knocked out his opponent. Now, do you have any uh, back or trap hair that you deal with? Not yeah. oh yeah, of any significant? Absolutely. Hair. What do you do with it in during pool season? I, sh- I I shave it. How do you reach it? So there are products out there that unless like a, they start sponsoring us, I'm not going to mention but them on like the a, air. On a wand, kind of. Yeah. Okay. And, and they work. They work pretty well. I just have my wife do it. Well, that's the luxury of of having a wife to do it. I don't think there's any like women out there that are like like offended by it. I think they're either neutral or they like it. It seems like mm-hmm. this is. I'll I'll give this an as, as an AJ tale. Mm. Um, before I was married, I was living with a married couple. Like I was a roommate. They had an extra room in their house, and I was living there. And um, I was also on the dating scene, so I was trying to uh, keep up my appearances, which meant I didn't want to have, you know, hairy back. Mm-hmm. So I would, at the time, my preferred product of choice was Nair uh, mm-hmm. because it would I've, last I've, I've done longer. It. I've done it. it. I hate the smell, though. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, and it's it's bad for your skin long term, yeah. I believe. But, and I cleared this with the husband. 
but I had the guy's wife. I don't. I mean, she wasn't looking at me. Yeah. But she'd go and I would be in the shower, and she would nair me up and uh, and get rid of my hair. She was all. I mean, obviously, I think mostly she just wanted me to find a woman so I'd get out of their house. That's true. But uh, smart. It was a team play. I've tried the waxing. Uh, it's it's a little much. The waxing's a little much. Um, maybe if I if I if I was rolling with like a fez bankroll, I'd do the laser. Mm-hmm. But uh, my problem not is quite right tattoos. Now. I I try. I used to have a sponsor who was like, "We'll we'll laser you, and you'll you'll never have body hair again." But I have tattoos, and if you have tattoos, it's very hard to have laser uh, because it attacks any sort of dark pigment. Yeah. So if if you got a tattoo, it thinks it's hair, and it like attacks your tattoo. Really? Cool tattoo removal. You could do that too, I suppose, if you want. What do you have? Golden Palace on the back of your shirt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got to get paid. Got to get paid. All right, Fez. I know you have a Fez tale. I'm sure it's not about somebody's wife nearing you. It's back to pool season, so it's all related. The you know the, another advantage of the seven stars get access at Caesars to any of the pools. You know, I'll make the case. I like the Caesars seven star pool area because they've got they've got the normal pool area, and you can never get a seat and. It's so crowded. People love going to the pool, and there's, like, five towers. Mm. But, boom, you go up a level, and you get to the VIP area where people have to pay to be able to be at that pool. No, you just you just go up another flight of steps, and there it is, all the way back on the third level, the seven-star pool. It's not—you know what? It's not that special pool, but um, it has a couple advantages. When it gets hot in the summer, there's a shade area because it's right up next mm-hmm. against one of the towers. So you, you can sit in the shade, and pretty much you— um, it's unclear whether you know which what you have to pay for and what you don't have to pay for, but it, you know, usually they'll work with you in terms of you can sit almost wherever you want at least in, you know for a while, and uh, and the privacy is awesome because usually the, there's always chairs that are open and available. There's even a shower up there, so I'll go and work out the gym, which I've got access to with the seven star, even though you could just sneak in without it. And then you go to the gym and you um, and then you go to the pool, and if you want to, you, you know you can take you can just take a shower up there, like it's like an outdoor shower, like comparable to what you'd have at the yeah. beach. You know, but it's still nice, you know, not that bit, like be sweaty or have chlorine all over you. Now, do they allow kids at this pool? Yes. Mm, that's a downside, I feel. There's no kids there. Johnny's okay. the only kid there. He's the only kid. Only He's a pretty one. good kid. Yeah. <laughs> Seven stars people don't they can't afford kids. They've lost so much money gambling. Well, <laughs> well that's one way to look at it. They all bet on did they all bet on Purdue? Is that the uh Thanks for, thanks for bringing bringing that up. I mean, it's like circuit breakers blown. Have, have, you, have yeah. you been to a pool yet this season? Yeah, I, I was just at that the Seven Stars. Season. Oh wow! It, it just started. I, even on Twitter, I, I I posted you know a picture of the blackjack pit from the second level. They you nice. play live blackjack. You play in the water. In the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean bad rules and the like. And it's thirty five dollars for a strawberry margarita. So <laughs> bring your own alcohol. Uh, no, no, actually, I think you can still drink for free in the blackjack pit. But if you go to the bar. Around it, it's like it's like I don't know if it's thirty two dollars and a five dollar mandatory service fee and a tip. Yeah, that's not very good. What's the difference between a mandatory service fee and a tip? You have to do both. Like they don't, you don't even know it's you're tipping. They 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 say it's that'll be thirty seven dollars, sir, and then they expect a tip on top of it. Hmm, I don't like that. I don't. I, I'm a pretty generous tipper, and honestly, the thing that turns me off the most when I'm tipping is if you add gratuity before I can. Yeah. Like, it just, like if I've got a party of six and you're like, well, i got to put 20% on this or 18% on this, it's like, 
you just shorted yourself. Like I, 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 I hear you. The one time I have to be careful, and you know all about this, the Nobu advanced advanced play where you, yeah. as a seven star, you get four free drinks, Scotty. Mm. So you go to Nobu, which is just you. So you have the beef wagyu tacos. You have yep. the yep. yep. But by the way, when you go to Nobu. You have your best dinner of your life, so don't even look at the menu because there's lots of confusing stuff. Go in there at Caesars. Go to the Caesars Nobu. Don't go to like the one in Paris or somewhere else. Um, although the food's the same, the service isn't. Get the yellowtail appetizer. Just trust me. Let's get the yellowtail appetizer. Don't go to the one at the Orleans or. Don't, yeah. Get the um, uh, the, 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 the the spinach salad. Uh-huh. All right. And get the um, the beef wagyu t- tacos and get the beef tenderloin for uh, split that as an entree. Those are the items you want to order, and you'll have your best dinner in, in Vegas. And if you happen to be a seven star, I think Diamond gets this also with your four free drinks up to twenty five dollars. Boom! There's nothing better when they bring your check out and say, "So we took off the pineapple um, martini, you know, the two of those, and we took off the Remy Martin, and it's just well, boom, what boom, I did, boom, boom, boom. what I did was I I had free drinks while I waited for my table to open up. At the so, bar. Yeah, at That's the bar, yeah. That's move, yeah. Yeah, and so they're just like, yeah, no, no problem. It's taken care of, sir. And, it, like, I know it's what's supposed to, what's the limit on it? It's supposed to be, like, $20 per drink or something? 25 like, now. 25? And, and if you order, and they've just had to change, if you, if you order one of the, the, the $50 or, or $60 items, they'll still take off the 25 They used to say, oh, no, it's only up to 25 now. They'll, they'll offset it. Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm certain that the drinks I was ordering were more than 25 a piece. <laughs> yes. And they just comped it all. No big deal. And if you um if you ever like at a Nobu, if there's anything that's not absolutely perfect, just point it out to them and they'll just bring you you can you can eat the whole thing. They'll, they'll bring you another one. Okay. Yeah. It's great a fantastic place to eat. And I've been to the one in Houston and the one here. Uh it's exorbitantly it, expensive. It is. It's not a it's Get it comped. If you're faint of heart, uh, don't go in there. Mm. And definitely never take your kids there. That's like a unless you're comped, then it's free. If you're comped, okay. But even then, don't take your kids there. Don't don't use the comps on those kids. I they're tell you, the gonna, kids are going to like the wagyu tacos. They're going to ask for chicken nuggets. No, they're going to they're going to ask for the wagyu tacos. Now those except those wagyu tacos are like they're about the size of a chicken McNugget, yeah. and they're twenty bucks. Wish Nev could eat hundred and eleven. I bet he could. Yes. Okay, let's get into the focus pod here and. Fez, we want to talk about making money, and I have found a way to make no money betting the XFL. I'm the worst XFL better in the history of time. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm done. Like, I've watched these games. I've tried to profile things. I get where I think I'm at an advantage, and then every time I always say, is Fez on this play? And typically High you breaker. are. yeah. And I'm like, okay, if Fez likes it and I like it, I'm going to give it a try. I swear... I don't know how many XFL games you've lost this year, but you've been on everyone. They, it, it's we've probably lost the exact same number, except I don't have any winners. I'm like I'm like eleven and eight, and I think I'm and, I, th- I think you had four of my 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 losers. Yeah, I, I I just cannot without the winners. And, and well, this is a very illustrative point. And here's what's going part of what's going on. Let's say I give out four XFL plays, and I take four teams minus two. Mm-hmm. And three of them move up to minus three. So there's n- clearly you can't lay three, right? right? And one of them still minus two. So which play are you going to give out? Well, the minus two. Yeah, except that's, that's the probably one. the dud. That's the lemon. Yeah. That is a major, major. And this is true for like all, like R- RJ's not here, right? So like, RJ's not here. Great. So I mentioned like other, like, like there's like other, this is a major problem people have like with other handicapping groups that are winning groups is like somebody gives out a play, right? And it's, it's, it's human nature. Like you give out, 
a bad college basketball team minus seven, it goes to eight and a half. It's like, all right, I'm not going to sell that one anymore. I'm not going to sell this one. Oh, I'm going to give out plus six, and that, and now you can get six and a half. Great. That's going to be my three star. I'm going to leave that up like yep. all day long because I'm still, you know, I'm getting, you know, my number. I'm even getting a half point worse. Well, guess what? Well, that's the one you probably don't have the advantage on because there's so much pushback, not just pregame, but everywhere. And so that's very, very, um, dangerous to like go to war like i tell people all the time if i give out an nfl play plus four and it goes to five people are like oh bet more plus five and i'm like not so much no all right uh now with with the xfl like where are you at as far as betting it feels like your volume has slowed down yeah so no secret if you want to see what I'm playing, you don't have to buy my plays. Just log on to Circa and see what the openers are and, <laughs> and see what it is seven minutes later. Mm-hmm. That's what that's who I like, you know, oftentimes. And guess what? I was like bombing away plays with like Orlando plus ten. How come you didn't play Orlando plus ten? Oh, because of the card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, that was an ugly one. Um that 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 Normandy guy is really good. Yeah, yeah. Dormandy, whatever. Dormani? Whatever. The guy that gave away his playbook to, like, yeah. Brady. Allegedly. That was a Greg Brady situation. I think he was cleared, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he didn't actually give it to the rival. Um, but the the problem is, is, like, I, this week, I literally was I, – I played one play. I took uh, the Battlehawks game. I bet against the Battlehawks, and I took plus two on, the, on, on Seattle. But normally I'm firing, like, six bets against the openers, and that one was marginal anyways and now the plus two isn't even there anymore and if it comes back it's probably wrong because i don't know if aj mccarron's going to play that by the way so this is the information starting to catch up more the handicap is becoming less important and the information is more important so aj mccarron who obviously played for the Bengals and is a good quarterback for the battlehawks out of nowhere he just doesn't even make the trip last week so no aj mccarron going to be hard to cover seven and they don't Last wow. week. So stuff like that, yeah, I don't have that information. So I kind of like – when I saw that, I was like, hmm. And now you've got teams clinching playoff bursts. Like like Houston is in the playoffs, and in a 10-game schedule, I know all the players get a $1,000 bonus. Are they motivated weeks 9 and 10? Probably, because they like to have the extra 1000 It's hard to say, though, how, how motivated the coach really is. So uh, teams eliminated from the playoffs, Orlando, Las Vegas playing for pride. Now it's starting to get messier, and frankly, with baseball upon us and with all the props I can bet in baseball, including runs, hits, errors, and strikeout props for pitchers, and with NBA playoffs and all the live betting that will be put up on all these games, there's just easier ways to make money now. So, so what's the move? Is it Are you sitting back until the playoffs start up and then jumping back in on the playoffs Pro- when you know equal motivation? Exactly. Pro- I'm really low volume, and then I'll, I'll approach it much more in the playoffs. So, and, and then I should be able to know who's going to be quarterbacking these teams. One would think, and that information will be provided. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's talk uh, NBA. And what we just pulled back the curtain. We just did a full NBA pod. Uh, what is the way to attack the NBA playoffs, or have we already missed the boat on it? Oh, I I, I love the NBA playoffs. So don't try to be like picking winners in the series, um, although I did lay, you know, the big vig on Boston and on Philly. Um, I, I think you just you, you look towards selective zigzags, specifically if the home team loses a, a game and then look to play on them. And remember – Everyone's going to be dealing live wagering. These games are stacked. It's like, whoa, what do we got? A quadruple header Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. And so every single book is going to be, they're going to have a little bit of a liability in one direction or another. And then that everyone's going to be dealing a team like minus five is going to be the line. Mm-hmm. And then the game's going to start. And then the first timeout's going to come up. And then that 
uh, maybe the favorite is losing. And then you're going to see the line be anywhere from pick to minus two. Like there's going to be great deviations in the live lines. And basically, it's, if you've got enough outs, it's like playing Novig. So if you can just pick 50% in live betting, you'll win. Now, you won't win if you have one book and you're just randomly logging in that and making a bet. But if you can quickly shop and look at what you know all, all the books are, it really is like playing without having to pay any vigors, which I love. Because there's tons. And same with totals. It's not unusual. I'll, I'll use an example. Uh, the other night, Westgate had 213.5. Circa had a 215.5 with two minutes to play in the Toronto game. It's three minutes to play. Shocker, Lance 214. You win. If you bet that game, if you liked under, you won. If you liked over, you won. As long as you had more than one book. Yes. Yeah, if you're just trying to play one book, yeah, prob- probably not going to get the right number. Do you like doing the first half zigzags? So the team that loses the game, play them in yes. the first half the next game? I, that's the side I, I, I look towards. Same with first quarter. Yes. Yeah. And, and and also, I kind of like the the tricky, like you like a team's got the zigzag, they, they get blasted in the first game, and then they're down 11 to 3, and the coach calls timeout. Well, that's a great time to bet them first half. Mm. Well, it makes sense, yeah. right? Because that's the that's the preferred side, and the and you're getting a better line exactly. Yeah. All right, let's talk Major League Baseball. We're a couple weeks in. Uh, I asked Scott this the other day, and and he's seen some things. What are you seeing so far in Major League Baseball that you expect to be repeatable uh, this season? Uh, I think you want to overreact to certain things. You want to get on top of it. Um, example: Tampa is good. All right. <laughs> It's funny, and Scott and I have talked about this on SOVAM the last couple mornings. And I, truth be told, I, we're recording this Thursday night. Thursday afternoon, when the opener popped for Tampa uh, on Friday against Toronto, I played it and I got minus 112. Mm-hmm. The current number on Tampa and Toronto is minus 126. You won't find any sharp players admitting that they're betting the Rays. Everyone's trying, like, Jose Barrios sucks. And Mm -hmm. everybody's, like, trying to come up with a reason to play against the Rays because they've got to lose sometime. Everyone's too cool for school. You know, they like, and and, and the odds makers are like, you don't want to overreact to stuff. It's okay to overreact. You know what? When Kurt Warner was 4-0 and he had the greatest show on turf, it maybe was time to react and bet the Rams, you know? Here's the thing. I don't want to play the Blue Jays at plus money with Barrios on the mound. I just I just have no interest. I don't even want to play them at plus money on Saturday with Kikuchi on the mound, even though it's going to be a bullpen game for the for the Rays with a Jalen Beeks Fleming combo. But on Sunday, Shane McClanahan pitches against Alec Manoa. Tampa's probably going to be minus one fifty. And now if they're fifteen and zero at that point. They might even be higher. Do you think they can be minus 150? Right now, tomorrow, they're pitching. They're 135. They're pitching a guy with a 0.0.0. He's got a Blutarski ERA. But still. Against a a scrubby dubby. And they're minus 135. And McClanahan has more name recognition and is their best oh, pitcher. Minus one thir- I thought I was being generous. Yeah. I, I, I killed closing line yeah. value. And, and so if they're minus 135 in this matchup which is a bad travel spot for them, on Sunday, they're going to be heavier favorites, especially if they win these first two games and they're 15-0. and up. So what's happening is that the bookmaker is been, has been taught, don't overreact, baseball is largely random, and they're still pricing teams like Tampa based upon their 
pre-flop 89 season win. Same with the A's. The A's are god-awful. Yes. And and yet they're still pricing the A's like they're a 59-win team. They're going to win 48 games this year. Well, and, the Tampa, and you say don't overreact, don't overreact. Tampa was an 89-and-a-half. Toronto was a 91 and a half. Yes. Does anybody do Does anybody at this table think that Toronto is two games better than Tampa? Of course not. No, no one in the world could think that, but the odds makers still, but does. the odds makers still do at least at open. They do. Like, and, and I'll throw out one team and I, I, it would help if I could name a player on, on the team, but, but, but I can't. That's why I'm here. Yeah. So, so with Zach Gallon and company for Arizona, mm-hmm. the snakes are good. The snakes Opened up and they played the Padres and the How Dodgers. Dre Jameson. Twelve. <laughs> that, that, that's. I, I'll do a Jameson shot with you. The um. The 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 point is is that they they played the Padres and the Dodgers like twelve straight games and they and they're eight and five. They're yeah. good. Yeah. They're good. They're and they're going to start and now start playing the Rockies. They're going to start yeah. beating the crap out of the bad yeah. teams. We're going to blink and all of a sudden Arizona's like you know. They can I win would the play, division, I would and, they, play and their live, over-under was 79. Yeah, I would play a live over on them, for sure. Yeah, so I, I just bet the, I bet, bet a season when the Harris Caesars has these. I just I, I bombed away. It's like, whatever you want to bet. And, and what, number, what number? 79. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a 500 team, at least. They're going to be they could win eight, the divi- 82, 83 They could wins. win the division. They're 20-1 to 1 to win the division. I yeah. didn't bet it because the division's so good. Yeah. But, like, I can tell you, like, it's it's so rare. Yeah, all the time, teams start out 8-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Because they're beating up on crap like the Reds. Yeah, they don't start eight and five against the Dodgers and Padres. And, and let's and also acknowledge. Let's also acknowledge the Rays' first nine wins were against the three, terrible teams, the teams that will finish with the three worst records in. But baseball. they win every game by two touchdowns. They, exactly. They, yeah, that's, that's the benefit. Yeah. They and I think the I run think, line in all but one game. Sweeping the Red Sox in four games, even though the Red Sox have their own issues, but sweeping the Red Sox in four games, including one one of them in come from behind fashion. Those four games say more to me than sweeping the Tigers, Nationals, and A's. Oh, I can't name a player on the, on them either. But the Red Sox are god awful. Yeah, the Red Sox yeah. are dead. They're, they're although I will, lost, say, although they're two I, best players, and now everybody's injured. Although I will say this: Monday, Patriots Day. Yeah, that's the one day you don't bet against the, the because the game starts at five. Shohei Otani is pitching for the A's, A's, uh, Angels. Angels at the Red Sox. It's not an American. The Red Sox will be. I mean the the. The Angels will be heavily favored mm-hmm. because of Otani, but it's Patriots Day in Boston. It's an 11 a.m. start, and the the Red Sox are 74 and 50 on Patriots Day. So bet like against that. them every day after. Yeah, I, I Monday we are going to fade Otani, mm-hmm. and we're going to bet the Red Sox on Patriots Day. All right, I'll go against it. I don't believe in that voodoo nonsense. Patriots Day. Yeah. The whole no, city, the whole, they, it's the Boston Marathon. They, the whole city's off of work. Everyone gets hammered. It's, it's an unique, 11 a.m. start a time at situation. Fenway. situation. They're used to it, and, they, and their opponents are. That's an 8 a.m. body clock game for these angels. You know who gives the least shits about Patriots Day? Shohei Otani. I'm just here to strike you out, bro. Yeah. So well, maybe the Americans go, are going to Maybe gonna we shoot. go under because they're not going to score. Okay. <laughs> well, that's probably it. The first five, although Chris Sale is pitching for scheduled to pitch for Red Sox. Are so. you, you're betting Chris Sale again? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't bet him this time. Oh, okay. I'm saying I will bet him on Monday. Oh, that, Patriots Day. that guy's, I mean, he's more washed up than Brady now. Oh, he's I, so bad. If you're giving me the, pay, the the Red Sox at like plus 150, plus 170 on Patriots Day, yeah. I'm betting him. I don't think you'll get that. <sighs> With Otani on the mound? I won't. You no. might. No, Otani's. The, 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 the public is stupid, Fez. You say this all the, the time. Book, no, I say the bookmakers are <laughs> yeah. stupid. You know, and, and they really are. You know what? I'll go back to like I'm so tired of the um, 
you know, oh, Vegas knows, Vegas knows, and they go back to the situation like, like, yeah, Vegas put up a grand salami on baseball that the screen showed a, a hockey, the hockey grand salami. Some books copied it and put up the 103 instead of 133. That's they're just they're, they honor those bets. They have to. It's like yeah. the rules in Vegas. But tickets goes goes written. Well, they, they 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 now offshores don't. Offshores just void it. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of being an offshore. You could just say the old mistake line. If it's a mistake line, yeah. Now I I know we talked the other day about you seeing something you know, you haven't ever seen before at most baseball games. Yes, I saw something today. I've seen it before. I've never been watching the game live when this happened. But and I know this isn't like a record or anything, but I saw Tristan Casas of the Red Sox have a 15 pitch at bat today. Yeah. Mm. He fouled off eight pitches in a mm. row once it got to a full count. Interesting. And he walked, and then he walked. Yeah. Much to my wow. chagrin. Yeah, I had the uh, the first five under today, and Tampa, Tampa scored seven runs in the bottom of the fifth. Seven <laughs> runs in the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> I had the Tam- game under. Tampa's starter, like he's. He's pitching great. He throws a pitch, and he he immediately starts looking at his fingers and grabbing his elbow. I'm like, oh, no. He's done. And it all rolls downhill from there. I had the game under, and even when it was 3-1, to I'm thinking 3-1 to going into the fifth, going to the bottom of the fifth. You got a chance. I think we're good at, like, eight total of eight here. I I had runs, hits, errors. Mm -hmm. I got a good line under 26 and a half. Don't look. Guess how many runs, hits, errors? There were 12 runs. 26. 26. Yeah. Man. Good numbers win. You know great... how hard it is to win an RHE bet when they score 12 runs? That's almost under impossible. Tw- under, under, to win an under 26 and a half, it's really hard. That is almost S- impossible. Seven run, bottom of the fifth inning. Disgusting. At least you didn't lose by like one run. You know, you're least, right. At least it wasn't that the the one sack fly that gave it made it a three two score. Yeah. And at least that wasn't the loser, and you were like, oh man. And then it was like three two all the way to like the eighth or ninth inning. You're right. But it, I hate losing by a hook. It was painful it though. So it, it was because like it felt really good. Even everything was stacked against me after Springs left the game, and I still felt pretty good going into the fifth. Because it, it was two to one going into the, the top. Let's of the face thing. it: the fifth inning is a very dangerous inning. The fifth and sixth innings, yeah. oftentimes, when games blow. Well, that's why the book yeah. never gives you first four. It's always yeah. first five. They, always. Some, some books used to give first four and a half. Yeah, you can bet it. first three and first seven. Can you really? Uh, yeah, on like yeah, DraftKings and stuff. Okay. Five times. Yeah, you can bet first three innings. You can bet first seven innings. Yeah. All right. Let's. Still- oh, I want to ask a, a baseball oh. betting question. Of ask course. away. So a listener sent this in. Mackenzie forwarded this question to me. Um, what, do you like betting team to bat in the bottom of the ninth? And how much is that worth? For instance, the example that this listener gave was that the Cardinals were minus 275 on the money line. But the no on them batting in the bottom of the ninth was minus 190. So that's an 85-cent difference. Is that worth it to play no on the bottom of the ninth versus just playing on the money line. It's complicated. I'd have to do the pricing of the one bet that we, and we talked in production about that's comparable in some ways mm-hmm. is betting NHL team to win a regulation. Sure. So you're really like you're you're saying are the Cardinals going to win clean in eight and a half without having to bat in the yeah. ninth inning? And it's worth more than it. I'll say this: it's worth in hockey and in, in MLB. It's worth more than you think it is. You know, I think I think it's a really good bet for teams that have elite closers. Mm-hmm. Because if a team has a so-so bullpen, yeah, they could be, you know, you're not confident, you're not as confident on them 
having the lead in the ninth inning and then not batting in the bottom of the ninth versus a team like, let's say, like the Guardians, who have probably the best closure in baseball on Emmanuel Classe. If the Guardians are a heavy money line favorite, for example, uh, well, they're they're on the road here, so it's that, but they're playing the Nationals. But if they were at home against the Nationals and they're minus 200, I would lay like the minus 150 for them to not bat in the ninth inning. Depends on the total too. So if the to- if the, if the total is is like a seven, you know, there's a much greater chance they're going to bat. You know, versus if the total's like an eight, an it's more eight likely and a to be a tied game. Yeah. Than, than, yeah. You know, it makes sense, but it's an interesting. I've never looked at those bets, but it is an interesting way of thinking about it. And conversely, I don't mind like taking an underdog and betting the yes. Hmm. Like I'm trying to see the difference here. So the Nationals are at home against the Guardians. It surprised me if it wasn't priced correctly. Guardians frankly. are minus one fifty. Nationals are plus one thirty on the comeback. Say the say it again. I'm sorry. Nationals are minus one. Uh, uh, Guardians are minus one fifty. Nationals are plus one thirty on the comeback. Now get the this. game's in Cleveland. The game is in DC. Okay. Yeah. Will that the Nationals bat in the bottom of the ninth? The yes. What would you think it should be fairly priced at? Um, it's very likely. If they're um, plus one thirty for the game. Okay, so there's so, so the the probability they win the game is um, fifty seven is forty three percent. So right off the bat, you win fifty seven percent of the time, and then you can go extra innings. And I, I I'm just ram, rambling along to say, yeah, they probably have a seventy. Two percent chance to bat in the ninth inning, so it's it's like we're in plus two forty territory. You mean minus two forty? Yeah, territory. yeah, yeah. It's minus two twenty five. All right, it's the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I actually think minus two twenty five. I would bet. lay. I would lay the yeah. minus two twenty five. Because you're right. I think it should be higher. Yeah, yeah. For them to bat in the yeah, bottom. Yeah, but of intuitively, right? Yeah. I mean, what? Not it's it's right. a way of playing them without playing them to win Here, the game. Here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem. You're taking a sport that has a dime line. All right, you can bet all these games in, yeah. in, in the dime lines, but let's find something. What, what, what's the bid ass straddle on this? Forty cents. What's no. the take back? The, oh, two? the take back on that uh, plus one eighty five. No, plus one sixty five. Yeah, so so instead of playing in a dime line, oh, I'm going to play into a sixty cent yeah. line and try to beat. Try to beat, and you know you can't really shop because only one or two books offers it. Yeah. So I I, I got I got no interest in. Like the, there, there are things that get mispriced, like in NFL, for instance. If you price, you know, punts, and they're dealing like sixty cent straddle on punts, but they have no idea what they're doing, you can clobber them. Well, this one's too easy to price. You get it approximately right, so no interest. All right, let's look at a wrap up of the Masters. What did we learn from the Masters other than Tiger Woods was never going to win another major? Two things: <laughs> um, golf sucks. Oh, because, come on, why? Because from just a viewership, because the, I would argue the three guys at the Masters are so hateable. John Rahm is a hothead. My, my son okay. doesn't like him. He, and he cheats. I mean, I've seen him, like, like take his club and, like, ground it into the rough to, like, mow the rough down. He did that when one term and he won. He got assessed a two-stroke penalty because his ball moved. And then he, like, oh, really? Really? That happened? Really? Like, like he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, Phil's a cheater. All right, okay. and, and 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 he's you know and, and and he's an informant on top of it, and so he finished in the top three. And Kapka's of like a like a no personality power lifter guy that's like on the live tour is sold out. So like the top three finishers are, are all hateable. I'll be honest, you know what my favorite thing about this tournament was? 
that the live guys were in contention late. I mean, it, it makes for drama. I made it exciting. I was like, oh, I like I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I don't. I'm not like a, a loyalist to either side. So I was just like, I think it'd be fun. It may have to like, show Phil actually shooting a couple shots. He could win. You know, it'd probably be bad for coverage to not show him. It's crazy. I didn't interview him after. Like this guy just he had the he shot the best round for like a guy over a, oh, well, I forget how old it was, but it was I think fifty best round for a guy over fifty in history. And they're like, eh, we're not going to talk to him. Let me address the dead heat rules because okay. I won't go into the math and the formulas, but the dead heat rules are really complex. In terms of and and what happened is you had a whole bunch of guys tie for tenth through fifteenth. Okay, so they finished in the top ten. If you bet them at a place like MGM, you win. So if you get, if you bet a team a guy you know plus two fifty to win top ten, you get paid hundred pays two fifty. But the dead heat rules are such that you get reduced downward, so that essentially if you're one of six guys to finish tied for tenth, like five six of your bets go. Get graded as, lo- as losers, mm-hmm. and one sixth of your bet. So if you bet hundred dollars, so sixteen dollars of it wins, and eighty three dollars of it loses. And there's a formula for it. To use the most extreme example, the dead heat rules are are very unfavorable, in my opinion, to the player. So if you had twenty equal golfers, all right, and all of them, they put up an odds on will they finish top ten, and all of them were priced 50-50 chance, right? Sure. At even money, minus one hundred, we should break even. If they all tie. For first, okay? So every one of them finishes in the top. There's a 20-way tie for top 10. Which, given that they're all even. You get I mean, destroyed yeah. by the formula. It, it, the way the formula works out, you just get creamed and you lose tons of money. So um, I, I haven't actually done all the analysis, but do be aware. Check the house rules in terms of dead heat rules. And oftentimes you're better off playing the place that does indeed pay, um, especially when you've got a course for whatever reason a lot of people are going to be jumbled and not not have a lot of disparity. Like a live tour would be a good example. Or fifty-four oh, shorter holes. holes, yeah. Fewer, fewer holes, yeah. They, they, it probably like a good basic strategy would be if you play a live tour, fifty-four holes. Probably play at a book where you don't have the dead heat rule. You get paid. Do you do you have a list of like major books that do it one way or the other? Um, MGM pays full. Most books play dead heat. But okay. Check the house rules. So Caesars, Circa. Check the house rules. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, that's because it's a big difference. Yes. And you would think, like, if they play dead heat, you should get a better price, but that's well, never going to happen. Well, you do get a better price unless there's a dead heat, and then you get a worse price. No, but I'm saying, like, if, let's say— like you'll get you'll get 3 to 1 instead of plus 250 oh, in the dead okay. heat rule. Okay. But, but then if there's a—so de- if there is no dead heat, you'll do better. But so when they may... start dead heating, you'll do worse. So if you see John Rahm plus 250 to finish top 10 at MGM— Well, bet that immediately because he's probably—yeah. Yeah. Or I'm just saying, for example, right. and you see John Rahm plus 300 at, at Will Hill, let's just say— the, I, I don't know for sure that they've got dead Immediately, heat the plus 250 would be better at MGM. Wow, okay. Almost for certain, yes. And it's funny because, like, if you don't know to look for that, you're obviously going to get, well, you wouldn't, well, duh. Yeah, I want, the better, I want the better value. Exactly. You know, by the way, the, um, Colin Jones, Making Money 2020 Sports Betting, I think that's his, his name, is, like, the best book on how to win betting on sports because it actually shows, he describes how to win similar to how I bet. Mm-hmm. And he described uh, golf as it was his number one thing. And he, it, he had like all kinds of beautiful nuggets like John Daly in Vegas. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> Daly would always blow up in the second, third, and fourth. Well, rarely would it get to the third round and get into the weekend because in Vegas, Daly's a disaster. And he'd talk about the field bet, how good the field can be, where people think 
like, oh, like, oh, I list the 30 best golfers in a field of 100, you know. You, you know what? All these guys are really good. And the 78th best golfer can win every, you know, yeah. especially like the field, like, like the leader after the first round, you know, like look at the amateur, you know, who's not even a top 10, you know, exactly. 5,000 golfer. And he's in third place after the first round. Yeah. Uh, are you going to continue to attack Tiger Woods bridge jumper bets going forward, given what you saw this weekend? Well, yes. I mean, the poor, the poor guy, the weather was really bad. And obviously the later in the tournament, it gets, the more you look to bet against him, he could barely walk. I felt bad yeah. for him. I'm, he should not have made the cut. It, he got lucky because Justin Thomas intentionally shanked the tee shot on 18 to make sure that he bogeyed and gave Tiger the make the cut. I watched Justin Thomas play. His back's not right. I don't think he yeah. did anything intentionally. I, I, but, he, yeah, he's, I wouldn't put it past him. You yeah. know what? To give Tiger like that little yeah. – little, because, you know, Tiger with the history and stuff. But Justin – To do him a solid and just say – He was already – yeah. JT was already a plus three, though. Yeah, so, no. Well, but so. if he just parred – no, he, Tiger was okay. He, no, no. He, Thomas needed a bogey on 18 for Tiger to make the cut. No, but, but he was already plus three going into 18. So Tiger, He bogeyed 17 and 18. Yes. I'm sorry. He needed to bogey one of the two. Yes. Once he, he bogeyed 17, yes. he bogeyed, then, then, then yes. a par, a par yeah. would have done it. And Justin Thomas could have played 18 in those conditions 100,000 yeah, times. Yeah. If, and he not birdied, birdie. if he birdied 18, then Tiger would have missed the cut. 100,000 But he, bo- he bogeyed both 17 and 18. He probably had... He probably had a, like a three percent chance to get a birdie because no one was yeah. even reaching eighteen mm-hmm. in regulation. It was so brutal out there. Um, the and then Tiger withdraws the next day, of course. Well, yeah. but but I mean, yeah. he, he couldn't. He really was. Yep. That, that was a case of he really. That was, was a part of my handicap as to yes. why he would miss the cut. But he was like not to make top twenty was like minus four thirty five. So That's I, a great I, bet. I went with that. So uh, yeah, anti Tiger. Um, it goes back to the, the the Purdue bandwagon. Like I'm, I'm going to play more and more of these these bridge jumpers. It's like I'm I am I am eager to get all my Purdue money back. Yes. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to give you guys an opportunity to save some money, and that's what we do here uh, on the Fezic Focus podcast, and really every podcast we do on this network. We try and help you out with some cash. First of all, I we haven't read this, and I, I meant to. Um, I need to point out that there's a Beat Greg Shaker MLB contest. It's a free chance to win $1,000 cash. That's a that's a pretty good deal. All you got to do is uh, basically Greg Shaker had a very successful MLB season last year, 60.66 units up. Uh, first place is going to be $500 and a $500 bonus, which is uh, our bulk dollars. Uh, all you got to do is beat Greg Shaker. And if if you do that, if you beat that plus 60.66 and you are the highest, you earn the most at pregame, you win $1,000 cash free. Uh, enter today. Go to pregame.com. Click on the contest to find Beat Greg Shaker MLB contest. Uh, start rolling right now. Now, for you listeners of the Fezic Focus Pod, game 20, game 2-0, when you go to checkout, put that in your uh, coupon code box and get 20% off anything you like. At pregame.com. Even an annual? Uh, it could be an annual. It could be a 90-day all-access. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be, like, right now there's people who are looking at McKenzie and, and Fez who have done so well in the NBA playoffs last year. They're saying, ooh, let's jump on those guys for the NBA playoffs. You can do that, and you can do it all for 20% off. Maybe you want Scott baseball. You're, you're excited to get going with Scott. 20% off just like that. Use the promo code GAME20 
Uh, and that's good for you guys for the next, we'll, we'll say, seven days. So enjoy that. Fez, thank you, as always. Great uh, great focusing in with you. Scott, thank you as well. Scott, thanks for coming aboard. And, of course, always. guys, listen to Straight Out of Vegas AM. Scott does a great job on that show. Uh, I don't know who the guys he works with are, but he he keeps them sounding professional. And uh, it, it, that's all we can ask of Is that him. a Florida Marlin shirt you're wearing? The F? No, that's my I'm, son's high school oh, hat. I was going to say. What, no, what I, don't, I don't care about the Marlins. Yes. Uh, all right. That'll do it. We will talk to you guys next week. Good luck this weekend.